Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Thank you for listening to this DuPont Media production, available on all major podcast platforms. This is Rod Peterson On Demand. No! Listen, I know that I'm a stickler for details. I come from the old school, learn it from my dad, and I know our next guest, Bill Chow, is from the old school. I've heard in past places that I've worked that I wasn't that well-liked, because guess what? I held people accountable. And also, guess what? We won! How about that? Details, details, details. Details win, details lose. Are you winning now? This is the Rod Peterson Show. Happy Friday, everybody. It's a little thing called Flame Tech Football Friday. And we're here for two hours. I guess no Game Plus television today, but I'm also told this is the last time uh, that that's going to happen, that we're preempted on our television network due to a gaming tournament. But I can tell you we're live on YouTube, and I appreciate that. Tell your friends, and also listen live at rodpeterson.com. Coming up on the program today, a couple of live guests. Hi, Darren. How are you? Great. How are you? I I love when the credits are rolling and they say, Darren just left. How about that? (laughs) So coming up on the program today, Natate Ajay, Toronto Argonauts broadcaster, who I understand has been added to the Raptors broadcast crew, and also Jeff Reinbold, the Hamilton Tiger Cats special teams coordinator. So uh, we're going to get rolling with some hockey news right out of the gate here before we get to the quick six. But just on the Game Plus thing, um, no, but honestly, where did you go, Dan? Where did, where did you have to go when the credits were rolling? Phone rang. Ah, I guess, yeah, they don't know that you're on the air. Gotcha. Well, yeah. when it comes to the yeah, Game Plus television, when I, I open up the text line and I see all these texts have come in on the 902 number asking why... We're not on Game Plus. And I guess I guess they don't know who else to ask, Darren. But asking me programming decisions at Game Plus, as I said, is like asking Connor McDavid why the goal light is burnt out. You know what I'm it's not it's not a joke. Who should they ask when we're not on Game Plus? Should they tweet at Game Plus? Because I'm kind of getting tired of being asked, being the guy to explain why we're not on national television on any given day, because I don't know. Who should they? Who should they? I'm not saying that you are, but I know it's not me. Right? Who should it be? Yeah, for sure. For sure. Um, you know, probably flood the switchboard at Game Plus, because then that'll yeah. uh, that'll that'll go a long way for uh, making sure our show stays on the air. I think. Let them know. Fair you're enough. Watching. I'm just I, I don't have the answers. I'm just trying to do a show sometimes on my own, sometimes not. Can we hit the quick six show horn, please, Director Jordan? <laughs> So I was, listen, I noticed TSN Sports Center uh, opened up with a Thursday night football game, but we are not. I actually had Thursday night's NHL games highlighted as my first point, but then breaking news this morning coming out of Winnipeg. We got to talk about this and hello to everybody in Winnipeg watching for a reaction. I want your comments in the comment section here. The 902 text line is very popular with Winnipeg viewers of our show. Paul Maurice has resigned as head coach of the Winnipeg Jets. The team announced it this morning. Dave Lowry assuming the head coaching duties 
on an interim basis. Maurice uh, was scheduled to speak on his decision later on Friday. I'm reading that because that's been updated. He did speak, and I'll talk about that in a moment. Homo, as he's lovingly known, was in his ninth season as head coach of the Winnipeg Jets, having guided the team to the playoffs in each of the first, uh, sorry, the past four years and five times overall. They're currently fifth in the Central Division, three points back of the orders for the final wildcard spot in the Western Conference. The 54-year-old head coach, can you believe this, Darren, is in his 24th season as an NHL head coach. So, it's been a busy morning for us. You and I have appeared on two Zoom calls already, not the least of which a lot of other calls. Uh, But I sent some messages out to my friends in Winnipeg, hockey people. I said, what's the deal with Pomo? They're like, we don't know. This literally seems like it came out of the blue. But they said, tune in to CJOB at 11 a.m. Central. They'll have the FOMO News Conference from Canada Life Center. So I did, and I listened. And I'm not sure if you were able to listen to it or not, but Darren Drager said these were for personal reasons. This was leading up to the news conference with Paul Maurice this morning. And um, after listening to him, I guess it is personal reasons. He said the team needed a new voice. He said he's lost his passion for coaching the Winnipeg Jets. And... Now the reaction that's come out of this is it's been an hour. I want to hear from Winnipeggers. Do you believe Paul Maurice in that? I've interviewed him. I've been around Paul Maurice. Uh, I'm a big fan of Paul Maurice. I guess I want to believe that if he's telling us something at the podium at Canada Life Center, that we can believe it. He just doesn't want to coach. Maybe anymore at all, but for sure the Winnipeg Jets. Darren, and those are the highlights of what he said. 100% his decision. He wasn't told to resign by the general manager, Kevin Sheveldayoff, or the, interv- or the uh, owner, Mark Chipman. Paul Maurice done as head coach of the Winnipeg Jets. His heart isn't in it anymore. How do we feel about that? It's a tough day. They got to play tonight, right? It's a tough day. Yeah. And Dave Lowry is going to step in behind the bench as the interim head coach. Um, I listened. I listened to it. I watched it uh, on Sportsnet. I watched the, the press conference as it was happening live. And he talked about the law of diminishing return, right? He talked about the law of diminishing returns where you push buttons and at the beginning, you get this much out of the guys. You know, you get a reaction. When you push those same buttons eight, nine years later, the reaction you get out of them is so much smaller. And he talks about guys who've been around that long um, coaching, and you can survive when you've won a couple of times, right? Well, they haven't won a cup in Winnipeg, and that makes it a lot more difficult. And he's like, look at those buttons that I'm pushing just aren't working anymore. They need a new voice here. It's been long enough. I know it. You know, the team kind of can feel it, even though if they won't admit it, they need a new voice. And this is what's going to help them move forward. He said he's really proud that he brought this team from a bottom 10 team and made him a top 10 team in the NHL. Um, but it, it's been a long time. And when you can't get over the hump, eventually that same message wears out. And, and he's a coach who, who knows, who's very self-aware, which I respect. And so it was an emotional news conference for him. Yeah, well, who knows if Dave Lowry... Um, stays the head coach is because it's going to depend on the success that he's had. But I mean, Dave Lowry has been a longtime assistant coach in the NHL. He's had success in the Western Hockey League as a head coach. So we'll see where it goes. But just from our viewers, um, from Jaden St. Hilaire says, I believe it. He'll probably stay in Winnipeg. From John Ohm. Oh, here come the comments. I like crazy. He goes, uh, Paul is the real deal. I believe in Paul and his words. From my cousin Christine in Medicine Hat, she says maybe he has health issues. Uh, no, I don't believe he does. We, we just said what he said. So. No, if he'd had health issues, he probably would have said that he had health issues. Please listen to what we're saying 
we're conveying what he's saying. The question is, do we believe him? And I think we're all agreeing that we do believe him. His heart is not in coaching the Winnipeg Jets anymore. He's lost his passion. He said to go further. If you watch it, then you know what I'm talking about, Darren. He said it was a great day the day he was hired as head coach of the Winnipeg Jets. A great day. And he said, today's a great day, too. I'm no longer the head coach of the Winnipeg Jets. I mean, I just don't think people understand the stress and the pressure that's under these yeah. guys as head coaches of, of any teams, but particularly professional teams. Um, Kerry, watching on YouTube, says, listening to Chevy's news conference, it almost sounded like he was getting frustrated with the moves he made this season and the lack of him playing the young kids had some factor to do. Well, you know what? Maybe they weren't getting along. Kevin Day off the general manager and Paul, Mapri, Paul Maurice. Maybe that goes into him not having fun anymore. How many of us yeah. have gone into work every day and lost our passion because we don't agree with the people that we're answering to? Hey, podcast listeners, sorry to interrupt your podcast. It's Moose here wanting to tell you about another podcast, the Knuckleheads podcast. Our friends over there, they bring on some of the best NBA players, past and present, to have totally unguarded conversations about sports, culture, and basketball nostalgia. It's hosted by former NBA players Quentin Richardson and Darius Miles. It's called the Knuckleheads podcast. It's their seventh season doing the podcast, and already this season, they've had Kevin Durant, Jason Tatum, Sue Bird, and DeMar DeRozan, the former Toronto Raptor. Yes, NBA veterans, Quentin Richardson and Darius Miles. They're lifelong friends and bona fide truth tellers. So listen in to the Knuckleheads podcast as they invite on special guests, high-profiled athletes, musicians, and entertainers to get brutally honest about everything from current events to unstold, untold stories from the golden era of sports and culture. It is the Knuckleheads podcast wherever you get your podcasts. So it is an interesting day. Paul Maurice is no longer the head coach of the Winnipeg Jets. And as you said, they are playing tonight. They've got the Washington Capitals in there tonight. So they need a new voice. And the more I think about it and us talking back and forth is a very honorable thing for Paul Maurice to do because it's very difficult to leave a job. Even if your heart's not into it, trust me, I know this isn't one of those jobs, but I've been in that position. And Darren, I know you have too. Anyway, so that's our take on that. We uh, enjoy hearing from the Winnipeggers. Let's move on. Ryan in Saratoga, New York says, uh, bowl season starts today. Happy bowling season, everyone. 43 bowl games. Go to usatoday.com. I was just reading this morning a wonderful breakdown on all of them. And I'm just going to tell you my, uh, my history on this, and then I'll get back on track. It's funny that he says that, you know, happy bowl season. Because everybody's coming down where I am. All the football guys are coming into town for the Boca Raton Bowl, which is Saturday, 11 a.m. And what is it? Uh, Western Kentucky versus Appalachian State. Scouts are coming in. And then the Dolphins got the Jets here on Sunday. Uh, you overheard me on the phone to Bob earlier on this morning talking about there's so much to do here, just from yeah. a football perspective. And the guys are like, hey, we're meeting at Joey's tonight. And I'm going to go meet them at Joey's. But they're like, it's going to get wild. And I said, uh, not for me. <laughs> I'm going early and then I'm leaving. But the football guys are descending in town. As I said to you on the phone earlier, it's like I'm starting my whole life earlier, uh, over again. Like 25 years ago in the CFL, I'd have been the last guy to leave a night like tonight. Right. Not, I'll be the first guy to leave tonight. You know, and just trying to decide how things are going to go. So everybody's excited. And, and Florida is like the bowl capital. So all the football people are here. And I'm just so happy that uh, they are some new friends, some old friends, and we're all going to be getting together. 
Uh, Thursday night football, point two. Travis Kelsey scored on a 34-yard pass from Patrick Mahomes in overtime, and the Kansas City Chiefs rallied for a 34-28 victory over the Los Angeles Chargers. Kelsey caught a tying seven-yard touchdown pass with 117 to go in the fourth quarter, then ended the game with his catch and run in overtime, and that was truly very exciting. Uh, moving on to point three. This isn't breaking news, but I want your take on it. It's official. Super Bowl 58 is headed to Las Vegas. Raiders owner Mark Davis made the announcement. It was Wednesday they announced it, but the sport's biggest spectacle will be held inside Allegiant Stadium, the home of the Raiders, February 11th, 2024. The Raiders are thrilled, says Mark Davis, their owner, that the NFL has selected Vegas to host Super Bowl 58, hosting the 2022 Pro Bowl, 2022 NFL Draft, and now the 2024 Super Bowl are just some of the ancillary benefits resulting from the public-private partnership we created with the state of Nevada to bring the Raiders to Las Vegas and build Allegiant Stadium. It's only the beginning, but for now, Las Vegas, the Super Bowl is coming to the sports and entertainment capital of the world. We never talked about it Wednesday or Thursday that? when the announcement was made. Right. So how do you feel about them, Apples, Moose? I, I kind of feel like we need to be there. Well, and we probably will be. I mean, I think it's I think it's awesome. I think it's really, really awesome. Um, that's what the vision was for Vegas, right? Was that all these events are going to come into town and we're going to start to... Um, and I know why the leagues were kind of scared of it, but betting in sports has kind of just become more mainstream and mainstream and mainstream. And, you know, the taboo nature of it is kind of going away. You know, responsible gaming is moving to the forefront. And so... Vegas has always been a place where people gather for the Super Bowl. Now they'll be able to gather in Vegas and actually go to the game. So it's going to be great. I'm excited. Yeah, me too. And I think we've already announced that we're going to be at this year's Super Bowl uh, yeah. in Los Angeles. And the plan is to be at Super Bowl every year. Uh, at what point do you want to make our announcement? We're not making the Super Bowl announcement today. You want to do it next segment, our announcement? Let's open it up. Let's do it. Let's do it in hour two. Let's keep people on the hook till the beginning of hour two. Okay, cool. You're the boss. Uh, moving on to point four. We have several things here, but point four. I just want to say National Lacrosse League. Who else is talking about the NLL in daytime sports talk? The answer is nobody. There are three games tonight. Colorado at Fort Worth. San Diego at Calgary. And the Saskatchewan Rush are at the Vancouver Warriors. I read the game notes, Rush. Saskatchewan's won eight consecutive games versus the Vancouver Warriors, but Vancouver's 2-0 and going into the game. Saskatchewan is 0-2. Darren, you are a broadcaster for the Saskatchewan Rush, so might I ask, is this your featured game tonight, Saskatchewan or Vancouver in the NLL? I'll be paying attention for sure. As enticing as the Bahamas Bowl is tonight, um, I'll be watching uh, the Rush game. I'll be, I'll be paying attention to that one for sure. Um, it's a good game. The Rush are 0-2, but they deserve better. I mean, an overtime loss and a one-goal loss to Calgary, the OT loss in Halifax. Um, this is a statement game for the Rush. Can they deal with the adversity, and can they take on a, a really good Vancouver team in Langley? So that'll be fun tonight. Yeah, pointing out NLL games. I think that's very important that we do that because we are big NLL yeah. fans. Um, 2.5, Baker Mayfield, uh, the Cleveland Browns are currently being leveled by COVID-19 as a total of 20 players have tested positive this week, which puts their status for Saturday's match uh, matchup against those Vegas Raiders in question. The latest group to land the COVID-19 
list includes quarterback Case Keenum, who joins Baker Mayfield after he was sidelined earlier this week due to a positive test. That means third stringer Nick Mullins is the starting quarterback for the Browns in week 15. As this outbreak continues to hit the organization, Baker took to social media to relay his discontent with how the NFL has handled the situation. Mayfield questioned the league's stance on player safety, as he said on his Twitter, actually caring about player safety would mean delaying the game with this continuing at the rate it is. But to say you won't test vaccinated players if they don't have symptoms, then to pull this randomly doesn't make any sense to me, unquote. At this point, the NFL has shown no indication that rescheduling or canceling Saturday's game is even on the table. Hang on, Darren. We'll get into all of that in the next segment. Okay, reaction to all of this? But yeah. how my life has changed, and I think for the better and more the more exciting, is my sixth and final point on this Flame Tech Football Friday. And I never thought I would be reading these results on the Rod Peterson Show, but here we are. From, hot, from footballhotbed.com, Fort Lauderdale High School, Cardinal Gibbons went into Thursday's matchup looking to win back-to-back -back championships for the first time in school history. And history was made Thursday night at DRV PNK Stadium. Cardinal Gimmons became the fourth Broward County school to win back-to-back -back state championships with a 21-19 win over Coco. Junior running back Kamari Moulton had 28 carries for 173 yards and two touchdowns to power his team to victory. Gibbons is coached by former Toronto Argonaut Matt DeBuck, who I talked to on the phone this week, the former roommate of Jeremy O'Day with those Toronto Argonauts. Everything is all connected. And here's the thing. When I mentioned we're getting together tonight with the football guys in advance of the Boca Raton Bowl, the guys are like, are you going? Are you going to watch Matt DeBuck's team Thursday night? I'm like, no, no, I can't do everything. I'm glad that I put my foot down and said, I'm only going to do one live event a week. Darren, there is so much to do. So people can talk about uh, the bigger population and drawing for sporting events in areas like this and all over America or even the major centers in Canada. But there's so many other things to do. Very competitive marketplace yeah. in these major centers. When I look at the WHL, the NLL, CFL, that are struggling with attendance issues, there's not as much to do. Certainly not in Saskatchewan, I can tell you that. And dare I say, Winnipeg and at times Calgary and Edmonton. Man, there's so the game was on television. I watched it for a high school state championship game. Now, that's not that crazy and out of line because when you think about you and I broadcast SGHL championship games and WHL right. championship games, it's just as important here as the hockey is in Canada. But my God. I didn't realize there's this much to do. And as Chris Jones said to me this week, I was talking to Chris Jones, football is a small world. When am I going to get you down here Isn't to visit? I know, I know. And to go to these games, I would, I would have been at the game last night. It would have been awesome. That's the thing. You know, there's so much more to do. I get it. Um, but the, diff, the biggest difference now, you know, that used to be happening in Florida and we'd have the high school, you know, stuff happening in, in Saskatchewan. The difference is that's happening in Florida. And we all can watch it on TV or streaming or wherever it is. So not only do we have the sports in our backyard competing for our money and attention, but we got all this on television and streaming competing for our eyeballs too. So it's hard. There's not enough time in the day. Well, yeah. As a friend of mine said to me yesterday, how's it going with the assimilating the show to Florida? I said, it's going fast. When we come back, our big announcement. 
And uh, we'll get the viewers' take on all of these things. We'll open up Taco Time viewer takeover early. And don't forget, we're going to announce the comment of the week as well, which right now I'm not sure that I have the winner uh, designated yet. So we'll be right back. You're watching the RP Show on the Game Plus TV network, YouTube Live, and 24-hour sports radio at rodpeterson.com. It is a Flame Tech Football Friday, and welcome back to the program every day. And as I say, feeling very charitable today, we're going to open it up to all the viewer topics, uh, sorry, viewer comments on our topics, because Moose, that makes it a lot easier on us, as you know, and it's so much fun for everybody. FlameTech is your locally owned and operated industry leaders in commercial and industrial combustion technology. By the way, there is huge breaking news today. Out of the National Hockey League, Paul Maurice has resigned as head coach of the Winnipeg Jets, held a news conference this morning and said that his heart isn't in it anymore. He's lost his passion. They need a new voice, and that new voice will be Dave Lowry when the Winnipeg Jets face off tonight at home to the Washington Capitals, which are habitually one of my top five NHL teams. So I want to hear from the Winnipeggers your thoughts on the uh, the news. Does Paul Maurice, did he deserve to go? They're out of a playoff spot as it stands right now. Um, by the way, tough tribe for men. How, how's my flow today, Darren? You know, when you leave the salon, it's never quite the same as when she did it, you know, or he did it. I know. I had to do I it know. myself. It's good. How's it look? It's good. Okay. It's good. You did well. Tough tribe for men contains aloe vera botanicals and antioxidants traditionally known for their scalp and hair benefits we love our men welcome to the tough tribe available today at toughtribeformen.com that's the number four toughtribeformen.com order yours there also amazon canada and coming soon to a salon near you before we do turn it over to all the viewers on the football related topics because we haven't got to the poll question yet We've been teasing all week the big announcement because you are the boss. I'll hand it over to you for our big uh, what's in store in the new year for the RP show. Yeah, it's exciting. We are going to be taking our show on the road to Calgary in a wonderful partnership uh, with the Gregle uh, Resort and Casino in Calgary. Uh, our show is going to be uh, live from their resort and their facility. Uh, for select shows in January and February as part of a wonderful partnership that we're excited about. Absolutely. So gonna we're going to be broadcasting for, live. Yeah. Yeah. Live from the, from the, uh, from the whole resort, um, spending some real time in the market, getting to uh, connect with people and fans in the marketplace. Um, so it's going to be, uh, it's going to be tremendously exciting for the viewers that are watching the show. Nothing's going to change. I mean, our show is our, show. I mean, Rod's in Florida. I'm in, uh, Regina today. We've been all over, but this is an opportunity to build a, a another great relationship, and we're really excited about the uh, the partnership that's being built. Yeah, RP show going live from the Gray Eagle Resorting Casino. I believe it's fifty four nights live or days broadcasting live from the Gray Eagle. So we'll be at a lot of Flames games. We'll be doing a lot of Stampeders coverage, and we're very exciting coming your way. If I had the bell, I would be ringing it. And I see that you're not in the bunker, so you can't either. But hey. Can we hit a horn? If you got something, let's hit the show horn. Hit some sort of horn. Because this is really big news. There you go. Craig like Drebbit. Craig Drebbit writes in and says, oh, hell yes. From Jason and Red Deer. Oh, a residency. Calgary is the new Las Vegas. 
Uh, there's a lot of that. We want to sort of be like Canada's version of those Vegas casino residencies. Wayne That's Newton. exactly what we're doing. So, yes, it is very exciting. Go ahead, Moose. Let's go. You are Canada's way. You are Wayne Newton of the Prairies. Absolutely. There's no, oh, I would prefer. How about Canada's Britney Spears? Can we say that? <laughs> um, sure. Brett, uh, Brett Thompson says, was just at the Gray Eagle the end of November. It's a wonderful place. And somebody was asking us this morning in one of our Zoom calls with another sponsor how this was born. And it has to do with going to Cody Snyder's Bull Bust, an event at the Gray Eagle Resort and Casino in, when was that, September most? And that was all your idea yeah. to go out there. So that's pretty exciting. Jeff, the Stamps fan, writes in and says, if you are in Calgary, you should drop by McMahon Stadium Saturday morning for the annual Stampeders locker room sale. Game-worn merchandise for sale and 35% off items in the stamp store. Well, thank you, Jeff, for that. And before I move on to any of the other topics that we have today, let's get to the poll question for Capital Automall Universal Collision Center. Holy smokes, did we get off track on a Flame Tech Football Friday. But the poll question is this. Should the CFL change any of its rules? Just to get back on track with this Flame Tech Football Friday. I Last I looked on both Twitter and Facebook, there were over 60 and over 70%. No, they should not. Uh, Clark's telling me now it's 50-50. But Moose, uh, let's bring him back in. I mean, I'm hockey number one, football number two. You are football number one, hockey number two. But we both love, we love them both. But yeah. I don't think you ever really know the rules unless you played it, refed it, coached it, and you've done all those things. I have not. That's right. But it's a, it's a pretty wide open, broad question. Like Clark is like, did you want to get any specific rules? I'm like, nope, yes or no. And just let the comments go wild. And that's exactly what's happened on Twitter. And that's what I would like to see happen here because they will probably change something. I mean, honestly, if Randy Ambrosi said at the State of the Union, which is already one week ago today, can you believe that? Yeah. Crazy. Yeah, Ambrose, he talked that they would kick over every rock and look at every rule, and I'm just like, if they say they're going to do it, they're probably going to do it. But I think that it's been too much. Like Because what happens, you see the low-scoring Lowest scoring year since 1974 in the Canadian Football League. And all of a sudden, everybody wants to panic. Now, there's nothing that you say or I say that's going to change. If they're going to do it, they're going to do it. And it's not just a CFL thing. We live in a knee-jerk society thing. Oh, the analytics say this. We got we to gotta do this. Is there any chance that it was a one-off, that it was an anomaly, and that it was because of one year off of football? I don't know. But my vote was no. The rules don't need to change. At all. Sure, there are some minor things, and I've seen what the people are saying. Get rid of the uh, no yards and institute the fair catch. Get rid of this and that. Change the kickoff rule to the XFL rule. I probably would be in favor of some of that. But overall, if you're asking me yes or no, I'm saying no. What are you voting? What's the, yeah, I'm saying no as well. Look, at it's a, it's a big problem that I have. Um, people want to blame other people all the time when there's problems, right? So when the league has a tough year and scoring's down, it's because the game sucks. The rules suck. You know, get rid of this rule. Get rid of that rule. If we played four downs, there'd be more scoring. And then when the games are good and, and it's exciting and we have the greatest game in the wild last three minutes and no lead is safe, it's, but it's the players that are good. It's not the game that's good. It's the players that are exciting and great then, right? The game is fine. The game is great. It's exciting. 
you know, the rules are conducive to the bigger field. And, you know, if I thought some people might say, look, it, let's just get rid of the rouge. Um, but I don't even think we should get rid of that. If I was going to make one tweak, the only tweak I would make to the entire thing is no rouge for a missed field goal that goes out the back of the end zone. Like on a kickoff, it goes out the back. You don't get a single point for that. If you choose to give up the point or you can pin them on special teams in the end zone or even on a missed field goal that stays in the end zone, that they don't run it out. But that's the only rule change I would make, but I'd be voting no. That's a good one, but I, I'm loving the comments from our viewers here right now, and I knew that this would get him going on a Flame Tech Football Friday. Uh, where do I start? Carlos in Indianapolis says, the NFL needs more rule changes than the CFL does. Tacona Pauli says, changing the rules to be more like the... No, it's Brett Thompson. He says, changing the rules to be more like the NFL is not going to make the CFL more successful like the NFL. Um, Craig Campbell goes on to say, uh, from the Hockey Hall of Fame, I'm not a fan of the missed field goal through the end zone for a single point, but if a player catches the ball and concedes, that's okay, which is what you're saying. Dallas Bergen's watching in Toronto. He says, teams are playing all of their nationals on defense, which is affecting scoring. How about mandating two nationals on defense at all times? Hey, I'm willing to listen to any of these. And I do think, as I started this preamble by saying, if they say they're going to do it, they're probably going to do it. I just don't like that. Um, Jack in Alberta says, I used to listen to Jim Rome. Since tuning into the RP show, I don't even remember what Jim Rome looks like. RP show is the most <laughs> informative daytime sports show live in North America. I'll see you in YYC. That's right. If you missed it earlier on in this segment, we're announced that we will be broadcasting live from the Gray Eagle Resort and Casino beginning in January into February. We have a residency. And as far as I know, it will be before a live studio audience, which I think people are very excited about that. Yeah, I was going to say um, just on that. Yep. I think it's exciting. Yep. I think, you know, I wanted to let the Calgary people know that, look at, yes, the variant's doing its thing and we're going to be following what Alberta is doing in the health and safety protocols, but we're going to look at ways where you guys can come and, and girls can come and watch the show, uh, hopefully, and we'll get a chance to meet you, hopefully, uh, in our time in Calgary. So don't worry, we're going we're gonna to look at that. Very big day. Very, very big day uh, here for the RP show. Uh, Moose, I think... I guess I'll let you step aside and bring you back for hour two. What say you? Sounds great. Because I know you got important calls to make and do your thing. We'll see you back here in hour two. Um, I'll just read a couple of text messages before we bring in our next guest, Natate Ajay, Toronto Argonauts broadcaster. Kenny Gill is watching in Scranton, Pennsylvania. And he texts into the show on the 902 line. And he says, after hearing Ambrosi and the rumors last week, it makes me wonder, did the CFL listen to the XFL and then say, no, thank you. Then after the XFL left the room, Ambrosi said to CFL owners, let's implement everything they suggested. Oh, boy, Kenny. I would initially say no, but the more you talk, I've seen it happen so many times where, yeah, everything you say is stupid. And then they go and steal all the ideas. I actually had that happen to me. So there's a very good chance of that happening. Uh, Jim Wagner watching in Balgoni. He says, hello, all. I took my son for the first time, his first time to taco time. It was a burrito, a burrito full day. <sighs> Easy for me to say. 
How about that? Great week of shows. Thanks, crew. Uh, from Jim Wagner, thanks for doing that. Thanks for go- taking your son to taco time. I think I'm going to make the announcement. Do you have? Do you know who I'm going to announce, Clark, as the comment of the week? You probably don't. I did. It was on Monday. Do you have them saved or should I save it for later on? Ah, he doesn't immediately have it. So hang on. Hold on to your bingo cards. We're going to take a time out and come back with Natata J. And maybe later on this hour, we'll announce the $50 taco card winner for the comment of the week. We'll be right back. You're watching the RP Show, a Flame Tech Football Friday on Game Plus TV, YouTube Live, and 24-hour sports radio at rodpeterson.com. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. Flam Tech Football Friday continues. Breaking news today, though, from the hockey world. Paul Maurice stepping down as head coach of the Winnipeg Jets, replaced by Dave Lowry. The Jets are home tonight to the Washington Capitals. Uh, Paul Maurice saying that the team needs a new voice and he does not have the passion any longer for the position. And big news from this show, the RP Show is going to Calgary. We'll be broadcasting live from the Gray Eagle Resort and Casino in a residency in the months of January and February. Ron Thompson's watching and uh, text the 902 line. He says, so glad you're coming to Calgary. He said, for any changes in CFL, they could possibly try a change or two during the preseason. Small changes to start. No rouge on a missed field goal and four downs. Let's taco about it. Ooh, from Ron in Calgary, trying to get that comment of the week for taco time. Uh, let's bring in the Tay Ajay now, CFL veteran, former Eskimo, Argo, and for a time, a Montreal Al- uh, Alouette. How are you doing, Tay? Happy Friday. I'm doing I'm doing fantastic. I just want to say happy belated birthday, Rod. Thank you very much. I appreciate I survived another one today. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Hey, listen, I don't know. Uh, listen, congratulations to you, by the way, to being added to the Raptors broadcast, too. That, that's, that, that's the thing that's burning in my mind the most right now. What is going on there? Kudos, my man. Huh? What's going on? Man, it's I, I've been really fortunate and blessed that you know the people higher up think uh, I'm, I'm I'm qualified enough to 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 do these these great uh, great jobs. Honestly, I uh, I couldn't imagine. Obviously, you know, leaving football, I always thought I'm a I'm a sports guy. I like all sports, especially football, baseball, basketball. It'd be really cool to you know cover some of these sports, go to these events, talk about these events. Because all day long with all my friends, all I do is talk about sports, right? So. You know, hmm. To get the opportunity to, to be at the events and, and, you know, broadcasting and talking about, you know, things that I'm seeing and things that I can relate to from a professional standpoint has been really cool. And um, I, I know, you know, in my head, I know we all watched The Last Dance with Michael Jordan. And I was always enamored with, you know, Ahmad Rashad. I'm like, this guy, you know, used to play football. Now he's hanging around the basketball course, best friends with the greatest player of all time. I'm like, I want his job. Like, that's that's my guy. So. Uh, so I'm, I'm kind of, you know, putting my footsteps down and, and trying to live that a little bit. So that's, uh, that's what I see, Rod. <laughs> I am extremely proud of you. I've watched this from the start and I do watch TSN Sports Center down here in South Florida every day. So I'm looking forward to seeing you on there even more and you do deserve it. 
Now, to the football talk, uh, our poll question today is, If this, does the CFL need to make any changes for Capital Automall Universal Collision Center? And the majority of people saying, no, it does not. I don't know if you saw the commissioner saying they're going to look at changes to the game. What would you answer to that? And if yes, what would it be? So interesting. So I was doing the Great Cup, and he ended up coming into our booth, the radio booth, to talk about some of the changes that they're thinking about making. And, and when he was asked the question about you know, going to four downs and the report had come out from, from Dave, Dave Naylor, he, he said, you know what, we're looking at everything. We're looking at everything on ways to grow the game and make the game more attractive to more viewers, younger viewers. And I looked at that and I thought, okay, I, I appreciate that they're doing that. They're, they're trying to make the game more attractive because that's, that's the big thing, right? We want more eyeballs watching the CFL, attract younger viewers, um, bringing more betting so more people are, are locked into these games, right? Uh, but I'm not sure four downs is, is the way to go. I mean, that's the, that's the fabric of the CFL. That's what makes the CFL great. I don't, think the, I don't think the downs is the reason why people aren't watching. There's numerous other reasons why people aren't watching the CFL football. And I always think about this. So the CFL is closer to the NFL than you know the MLS is to like English Premier League uh, football, right? Soccer, and, and that they they call it in, the, in in overseas. Why isn't the CFL as popular as the MLS is, right? So you know they've got to figure out why why the, uh, you know the younger generation isn't gravitating towards football the way they should be because the talent level, like we we both know, Rod, the talent level is really closer to you know the highest level of football than the MLS has to, you know, English Premier League. So they need to figure that out. And but like tinkering with, you know, the, the downs and, and alienating fans that have been following the league for a long time is probably not the way to go. Uh, you want to have you want to, you know, try to include everyone in this next step that you're taking. And I think the two downs is too drastic of a change and you may lose too many people uh, towards the goal that you're trying to get to. They're going to do what they're going to do, but I'm going to tell you what I think. The game is fine. I've said it for years. This is no position that I'm taking here, no new position. The, game, the CFL game is fine. It's why we love it. It's what you and I are doing right now that needs more hype. I'm going to be going to the Orange Bowl. There will be 85,000 people at it, Nate. And it's Georgia, Michigan, as you know, $500 a ticket to start in the nosebleeds. You turn on Sports Talk Radio down here, 90% is college football. They've got the NFL, obviously, NBA and NHL. They don't talk about it. It's all college. That's what they need to do is getting yeah. their people out and get talking about it, but they want to keep it a secret in the offseason. So I'm done with it. Why they think they need to fiddle with the actual on-field product, I have no idea. Now, moving on, you covered the Argos all year, broadcast their games. Were you surprised they did not get to the Grey Cup? Take me into that East final weekend, if you don't mind. The craziness with Macbeth, and they had yeah. the lead at halftime and blew it. And then the fracas after the game. My God, Nate, tell me it all. Yeah, a lot went on with that East Final weekend. And obviously you talked about it. It started with, you know, Macbeth going to the Raptors game. But, you know, for him, he was asked to go, right? So, and, you know, we thought the, you know, society had moved on with, you know, the, the, what the protocols is. Because a lot of those rules that were made in the CFL was, was made before you know, people had vaccine passports and, you know, we were getting large uh, gatherings uh, again. So, I mean, the fact that he was at the game was no problem to me. Everybody that was at the game needed to be vaccinated. 
And, you know, so he was probably safer at that game than being on a football field because we know there are some players that aren't vaccinated, right? So that was no problem with me. It was it was it was made into a bigger deal because it was the eve of a, a East final. But, you know, that the, the game was what really got to me because the Argos really controlled that game. And, um, you know, they had a 12 nothing lead at three possessions into the red zone, only came away with nine points. Right. So that was the big issue right there. Uh, obviously, Jagir Davis makes an unbelievable play on on uh, Foster in the back of the end zone where uh, it's just those are the kind of plays that you need if you're going to win the playoff game. And if you go into the red zone three times and you only come away with nine points and you're kind of doing it to yourself. Right. So, you know, obviously, Hamilton is able to get that big punt return uh, by Poppy White that really springboards them because you saw once that happened, their whole bench was alive there. The crowd. They were really quiet. They were dead. They were ready to leave. They came alive. The coaches started getting more aggressive. And obviously, they had pulled Dane uh, Masoli right before that. But in my opinion, I thought any quarterback that was in there probably would have been able to get the job done just because of the way you know the, the crowd and the players were feeding into the momentum. Once they got the momentum train rolling, it was almost over. And Hamilton is a team that feeds off of momentum, feeds off of big plays. Like you saw in the Montreal game, you know, once they started getting turnovers, uh, it was all uh, downhill for Montreal. So it, it played it, it played up to their mo. And then after the game, I mean, it, it was madness. And uh, mm-hmm. I saw like I was in the booth, but I was just seen police officers running over to the Argos uh, where their dressing room was. I had no idea what was going on because we were shielded. Um, but then to see the the scenes and the photos after the game, it was just. It was, it, it's a terrible look, not not for the league, really, but, you know, just, you know, you should never have fans running uh, onto an uh, area where players are going to be, especially after a loss. Like, nothing good is going to happen after that. And uh, obviously, you know, things that happened with uh, our, our GM, uh, Murphy, uh, is unfortunate to see. Um, he, he was obviously trying to protect his guys, and he obviously used language that we cannot use and isn't, isn't something that you want to uh, associated with the, the, the league, especially a league that's uh, inclusive. Um, so you could see that that happening as well. And it was just a madhouse. And it wasn't like the greatest of days for the Argos. Obviously, if you know, we would have won, it would have been a different story. But uh, that's, how, that's the way it goes. I thought, you know, the team that, you know, played a complete game that day uh, deserved to win. Yeah. Hey, we only got 60 seconds, but I got to ask you this. Did Tim White conceding the single with two minutes to go in the Grey Cup cost the Ticats the win? It's tough to say because I don't know if he was instructed to do that. It looked like he was instructed to do it. He didn't look like he was acting on his own. So I wouldn't say he caught whoever told him to cost him the the, the Grey Cup because you never want to give up points. Uh, you never want to, especially because obviously the wind was unbelievable and you could see why they'd want the mm-hmm. field position and they hadn't been moving the ball the whole entire time. But you never want to give up points. I personally, if I was on the team, I would have hated it. I would have been, I would have been upset because you looked at the end result, and sometimes we play the end result too much. But you know, in a, in a, you know, in that kind of situation, you never want to give up points. You would trust your team to to get those yards and kick the game winning field goal. For sure, Nate. Thanks for this. It's been awesome. Uh, a, a short time, but a great time. Have a great weekend, and let's do it again soon. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Enjoy your birthday. It's birthday week, Rod. Enjoy the entire week. You got it. <laughs> I plan on it. Thank you. I will. I will. Natata J of TSN.
joining us from Toronto. We'll be right back with Taco Time viewer takeover. Jeff Reinbold, Ticat special coordinator, uh, special teams coordinator coming up, by the way, in hour two. You're watching on Game Plus TV, YouTube Live, and 24-hour sports radio at rodpeterson.com. All right, it is Taco Time viewer takeover, and I'm going to get as many comments in as possible here, but we got to talk about the breaking news from this morning as we look at the form of a sports update here. It's from the hockey world. Paul Maurice has resigned as head coach of the Winnipeg Jets. The team made the announcement Friday morning, ending his tenure with the club after nine seasons. Dave Lowry will serve as the team's interim head coach for the remainder of the season. GM Kevin Chevaldayoff confirmed. Maurice, who was signed through this season with an option for next year, said this morning at a news conference at Canada Life Center, the players needed a new voice in the room. And he said, quote, this is a good team. I'm a good coach, but sometimes you can only push so far. Sometimes a team needs a new voice. They haven't quit on me, but need a different voice. It's the right time for it, and I know that. And um, so we respect Paul Maurice. Thank you for his service with the Winnipeg Jets. And they move on, and they have the Washington Capitals in town tonight. By the way, there were no fans at Bell Center last night to cheer when Jonathan Drouin scored the shootout winner for the hometown Canadiens. Drouin's goal lifted Montreal over Philadelphia 3-2 in an empty arena after Quebec public health officials asked the Habs to play without any fans in attendance. The request was made to try and slow the spread of COVID-19 in the province. Uh, elsewhere, Brock Besser had a pair of goals as the Canucks earned a 5-2 victory in San Jose. That was the sixth in a row under Bruce Boudreau. Also, Victor Hedman had a goal and a helper as Tampa Bay topped the Senators 2-1. Jesse Pugliarvi scored twice and added an assist as the Oilers snapped a six-game skid with a 5-2 win over Columbus. Derek Ryan, Brendan Perlini, and Warren Fogle also scored for the Oilers, who ended a five-game slide at home. And the Kansas City Chiefs are closer to another AFC West title after outlasting the LA Chargers on Thursday night football in overtime. Travis Kelsey scored in a 34-yard pass from Patrick Mahomes in OT to send the Chiefs past the Chargers 34-28. This sports update for Ballers Rec Room. Check out our brand new line of games for the Tab Brewhouse and drive through Liquor Store and for Red Bull Canada. Red Bull gives you wings. See if uh, producer Clark has it. And that is the comment of the week. We're going to do it right now for taco time. And it comes from Craig in Calgary, who has already commented today, but it goes way back to Monday. And it was, it was a moment when we were having some strife. I don't know what the argument was or why. Tell me you have it handy, Clark. Uh, where is it? I don't, there we go. There it is. Winner, Craig Drebbit from Calgary. He says, can't we just agree that four tacos is better than three tacos? Ba-dum-bum. Five straight days, I haven't seen anything better than that. Craig Drebbit, we are sending you a $50 gift card from Taco Time. Please spend it wisely, but don't necessarily spend it all in one place. Uh, from Taco Time, did you know Taco Time has been around for 40 years in Canada? This iconic brand and a Canadian favorite serves over 3.2 million burritos, 2.5 million tacos, and over 1 million Mexi fries every year. 
So we'll continue with the viewer comments in hour two. The Moose will rejoin us and Jeff Reibenbold of the Hamilton Tiger Cats as well. Stick around, hour two coming up. For more Rod Peterson on demand, visit rodpeterson.com. It's lunchtime at Tim Hortons, and we're serving up a special deal just for you. Our new $5.99 lunch deal includes your choice of any lunch sandwich and a side of crunchy kettle chips. Because what's lunch without a little crunch? And the sandwich choice is all yours. Like a ham and Swiss, Chipotle chicken wrap, BLT, and more. Made to order just the way you like it. Tim Hortons' new lunch deal. Simple, delicious, and just $5.99. Now that's a good deal. Only at your neighborhood Tim's. U.S. only. Price and participation vary. Terms apply.